This week, I'm having a chat with Laura Decker from the Laura Decker World Sailing Foundation. Laura made the history books back in 2010 when at the age of 14, she became the youngest person ever to attempt to sail around the world. It took place after a long-fought battle with the Dutch government and became international headlines, sparking a global debate surrounding parental rights. Laura was born and grew up on the water, and her father being a cruiser himself taught her how to manage and maintain a vessel from being a child. She worked and saved up enough to buy a Genoa Gin Fizz Catch Fixer Upper named Guppy and spent years of her father getting the boat ready for the voyage. In 2012, she completed the journey, becoming the youngest person to solo circumnavigate the planet. In the years since, Laura has set up the Laura Decker World Sailing Foundation, an organisation that takes children sailing around the world, helping them develop life skills, build their character, and work with other children as a team on her new boat, a Robert Perry-designed Scorpio 72. If you want to learn more about Laura and the Foundation, visit their website, lauradeckerworldsailingfoundation.com. If you want to support the podcast and view the full video versions of each episode, visit the Ocean Cruises Patreon site and follow us on Instagram and Facebook to keep up to date with the guests, as well as tuning in to watch some of our own experiences as we start to get our boat ready to start our circumnavigation. My wife Hibble will be documenting some of our travels and I'll be sharing footage of the refit of our boat, which is a Genoa 54 DS. be a good place to start just um just for some of the listeners that might not know who you are for anyone who's like lived under a rock for uh past 15 years um you are quite well known you are the youngest person to solo sail around the world and um there was a bit of conflict <laughs> at the start uh, of just, that just a tiny bit yeah <laughs> yeah just a tiny bit I've, I've read a few news articles you know there's yeah. there's a there's a bit of uh, interest from the government there. Um, but yeah, do you want to just like intro yourself a little bit just to explain yeah, sure, like how yeah. that all started and, and what happened? Yeah, sure. So yeah, so I'm Laura and um, I, I grew up while sailing. So my parents sailed around the world. I was born in New Zealand halfway during their journey. Um, so yeah, I, I really don't know any better than living on a boat and sailing around the world, really. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had since I was about eight, I just had this dream that one day I wanted to sail around the world, but I didn't really know how I was going to do that or when that was going to happen. And definitely as a kid, I had it in mind to do that when I was like an adult. But then at some stage, probably when I was like 12, 13, I kind of thought, okay, but why don't I just go and do it now? Because I have the seaworthy boat. I know how to navigate. And I'd been to all these places alone already. I'd sailed around the Netherlands on my own. I'd been to England and back on my own. Yeah. And I was just getting kind of bored with the local around the Netherlands sailing. Mm. So I, I needed a bigger challenge. I thought I'd do that. Um, but so you were 13 traveling. when you decided that you wanted to do that? Yeah, I was 13 when I decided I wanted to do it now, um, that I really didn't wow. see a point in waiting. Um, of course, wow. I had to do my schooling. So I was trying to figure out um, how to do the homeschooling stuff. And in the Netherlands, this is really quite difficult. They're quite, are they quite strict as a country when it comes to like homeschooling? Yeah, they're incredibly... Right. You can't actually homeschool while you live in the Netherlands. You have to be in All a right. regular school... And so you can only homeschool if your parents are like living and working overseas or something like that. And it's just this huge drama. Um, anyhow, somehow the child care in the Netherlands picked up on it and kind of went, these parents are crazy. So they took the custody away from my parents and told me I couldn't go. Um, and it, it just, yeah, it just became this massive 
massive drama <laughs> over pretty much me just saying I wanted to sail around the world. I mean, I hadn't even really That's done not. it. That's nuts. like Child <laughs> Protected Services. They, they, because they effectively were trying to take you away from your parents to stop yeah, you from were, sailing. Yeah. But it was your decision. It's not like your parents were forcing you into it. You know? No, no, not at all. No, it was just they just said that they were bad parents for even thinking about allowing me to do something like that. But, you know, my parents, they, they know me. I, they, we've done this our whole life. They, they know if mm. I can, how I handle situations. And they also judged very correctly that if they said no, I would do it anyway. Um, you know, so they <laughs> they thought it'd be better to just support me and uh in in a matter that I could make that voyage safely than me just running off somewhere buying a boat and never hearing from me again. But yeah, yeah the childcare did not get this point at all. I mean, the thing is, for someone like you and your family, like the way you grew up, it's literally the same as taking an extended bike ride. Like if if, if they said, oh, you know, a kid wants to do a bike ride through Europe, I imagine they wouldn't have a bigger problem with that. But that's just because they don't understand the nature of the way you live. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, in a way I can understand if, if someone has never sailed before and I have no idea about sailing life and everything is just so new and so scary but to me, that that whole year of court cases and media and everything before that trip, it was so much harder than any storm I've been through. It's so much harder than anything I've ever had to do on the boat. And I've had to do some really crazy stuff on the boat. But that was just that was just really hard because I didn't know it. I didn't know how to deal with it. And then as a child being like suddenly thrown into this whole grown-up fighting world I, yeah i that was definitely not good <laughs> yeah much i bet that actually grew you up thing. more than any sailing could have possibly done in a way or prepared yeah. you for the adult in world a way, i lost I, yeah like now now that i look back i think yeah i learned a lot from it but it did it did take i think a good 10 years for me to completely process everything that happened then and kind of make something good out of it because I did lose a lot of confidence in grown-ups I lost trust in people and like all it did is that I wanted to be at sea even more yeah I can <laughs> you know, imagine I, that yeah like, I just wanted when that happened I was like now I really need to go sail around the world <laughs> now I really need to yeah. just sail on my boat on my own and and I did and I'm really glad that I did because it it really helped me to process all of that for sure mm. Yeah. What was the general? So obviously like you made a plan and, and you know, the, the plan came out in public somehow and like, you know, the government found yeah. out about it and the sailing community. What was the general feeling from the sailing community or like well-known skippers? Were those people getting behind you or were they saying, no, you're too young kind of siding like with what the government was saying? Yeah, no, there were quite a lot of well-known sailors and and in the sailing community that were behind me yeah mm, i think there's nice. quite a lot of positive but i have to say especially in that time i i just chose not to look at anything that people said or any media i was just i, yeah. I decided to focus on my boat and my yeah. trip and, and let the world be the world and <laughs> be, be mad at each other i didn't really want to be involved in that so I've, yeah. i do find it hard to say like I, it for my feeling the whole world was against me and I know now that that wasn't true that there were a lot of people who were supporting it 
but as usual the way people are if you agree with something you generally don't really say anything about it <laughs> whereas people disagree yeah. with something they will shout really loud so that's what you will hear um and that's you know that's very human <laughs> i've learned that too yeah no, it's the same with yeah. restaurant reviews. If you go on like Google and you it's, look at a restaurant, you're generally pissed yeah. off if you leave a restaurant review. Exactly. It's really good if you're happy, you're not going to go. And if you're really pissed, you're like, I'm yeah. going to leave that review. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that's definitely. Exactly. So yeah. this this was like around the 2010 mark when all those court cases were going on. Uh, yeah, 2009, and then 2009, 2009 2010. Yeah. Do you know, like, I I bet. If you did, if you did this now, like in today's era, where social media is like the pinnacle and of, ah, of everything, it would, would be. Oh, it would have been so much worse because, like, yeah, two thousand and ten, like people were pretty reserved on Facebook or MySpace, yeah, you know, true. whatever it was back then. I can't remember. I think the only but yeah, thing now, that gosh, you could just literally do and say anything on the internet because it was very mm. unregulated. It's like anyone could be anyone and say anything and i do feel like nowadays because there, there has been so many issues with it they do regulate a bit better that people can't just say everything i mean there's still so many crazy things even if i just look at all the comments that greta Thunberg gets for example i'm like come on people grow up <laughs> yeah she yeah she definitely gets a fair bit of shit yeah, Although she yeah. did, she did, she dropped an absolute winner this week, and she, uh, she, I think she tweeted at Andrew Tate. It was probably one of the best tweets I've ever seen in my life. That. <laughs> nice, I miss that. Yeah, that was a good one. She, uh, she took down a bit of an idiot online. It was quite cool. Um, nice. Right. So, when, at what point did you decide that you wanted to do it alone? Because your experience of being on a boat was with a family, so that was, you know, you got yeah. you got your parents around you, and you've got your full family unit. What? What made you want to do it completely by yourself? Because that, that's like a super strange decision for a teenager to come to, that they yeah. don't want any friends for a long time. <laughs> you know, they just <laughs> want to be on an ocean. Like, that's really different. Yeah. Um, it kind of grew. So I was, as a kid, I was so fanatic about sailing. And I just sail every day. I'd sail in the winter when it was raining, when there was ice, like nothing could stop me. And I, I mm. never really had friends who were as fanatic at me as me. So I did end up sailing alone a lot because of that anyway. And of course, my I was living with my dad at this stage. He was just working full time. So he didn't really have the time to go sailing with me that much. And um, we'd go sailing in the holidays when he had a holiday. But then my school holiday was much longer. So then I thought, well, then I'll just continue sailing on my own, um, yeah. which I did. So it, it's the sailing alone kind of grew over time more out of necessity than out of choice um yeah. but i wanted to go sailing and there was no one else who would was as fanatic or <laughs> as enthusiastic and my parents didn't have time and i think for the sailing around the world that was exactly the same i think i asked a couple of friends and tried to get them into it and be enthusiastic about it and maybe they were but then the parents weren't <laughs> yeah um, i can imagine and, yeah. <laughs> right. and then uh, my parents were like yeah, well, my dad was building his boats at that time. That was going to take quite a few more years. I could see that. I didn't really want to wait for that. And yeah, it's just, I, I, it was just kind of grew out of necessity. But also a big part of it was that I wanted, I don't know, I just wanted to challenge myself, really. Yeah. Oh, I needed to, I needed that challenge for myself. I really felt like 
it, it's hard to explain because when people say why did you have to do it and why did you have to do it at that age and why alone like I don't really have a really good reason except for I I wanted to do it <laughs> yeah that was well, that, that was my gut feeling I just said that's what I need to do and I just knew that that's what I had to do and I don't really know why do you know when you actually made that decision obviously you were a lot younger when you made that initial decision to do that yeah. than you were once you completed it it was a few years there were you aware when you started going through that process that you'll you'll actually I mean first of all you're becoming a very famous person not that that's anything to admire because being famous doesn't mean anything but you would actually be well known for quite an interesting thing like being the youngest person to sail around the world on your own, like I can't imagine there's ever going to be a Dutch person that takes that title off you because <laughs> I don't think they're going to become very lenient about it. But um, I mean, that that title could be held for generations and generations. Um, mm-hmm. That's monumental. That's actually huge. When yeah. did that dawn on you? Like when when did you when did you start thinking? Oh, hang on, I'm I'm actually going to be quite an important person <laughs> if if I complete this. Uh, maybe like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I suppose it, it, you have to be a, a, like a real adult to realize that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, it it that did not dawn on me at all. It all was right. to me this life was so normal. I did not understand what everyone was fussing about. Um, even even when I finished, you know, I was like, "Yep, yeah, cool. I'm here. This was great. I'm gonna like keep sailing." Um, and I I still didn't get it. And then I think I started doing presentations. Um, still didn't really get it. Mm. I started to get it when I started working with kids. When I started working with kids and with teenagers who had been my age when I was sailing and I saw how they behaved and how they stood in the world. And then I started to understand all the upheaval and why people said I shouldn't do it or couldn't do it. Uh, but also how remarkable it was that I did do it. Um, because while yeah. we're sailing with teenagers now and yeah, I don't think there's a single one that we've had on the boat that I think <laughs> could do it. Maybe if they had grown up differently, maybe one or two right. that have the sense of responsibility that have the determination to get through the hardships, but yeah, really not that many. So that's, mm. yeah, now it's kind of dawning on me and also the fact that it kind of continues to go on. So I really expected when I'd finished my trip, that would be it. I'd proven that I could do it. Yay, everyone would just leave me alone. Um, and that didn't really happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for like two or three years, I just kind of went and, and completely ignored it. And at some stage I realized, okay, I'm, this isn't going to go away. This is this is who I am and I, I did this and this is the title I have and I'm going to have this for a long time. <laughs> um, so I better go and, and, and do something useful with that. But Brilliant. yeah, it, it takes a long time for that to dawn on me, for sure. <laughs> it also took yeah. a long time to dawn on me what the trip really did to me. You know, as a teenager, you live very in the moment. And even though I was very mature and determined and responsible, I was still a teenager and mm-hmm. I think as a teenager you just don't really realize always what's going on around you and you're very self-focused and and trying to figure out your spot in the world and that was exactly the same for me so yeah it, it took a long time after that looking back at the journey thinking wow I learned so much and this was really a life-changing experience which is why 
we're doing what we're doing now <laughs> because I really do believe that it's a life-changing experience yeah and it's also something that's like brilliant for teenagers you know I think um especially like today with like like we touched on it before like how like poisonous social media can be and stuff like offering um offering an outlet or offering even just a taste of what a life can be like where you're more connected with nature and you're more connected with you know like a real purpose and having a proper goal um that's a really great thing to like offer you know a bunch of teenagers or kids because you have some kids on the boat as well yeah we do so we've got two different programs we've got a kind of short summer program which is with kids between 8 and 12 and then we do the six-month program with teenagers between 12 and 16 and that's the one I really love uh because that's yeah the age I, I was <laughs> go through a lot of the same things but yeah it's exactly what you say especially nowadays with the social media with there is so much pressure on them there's so much pressure yeah. on how they should behave how they should be and there's that pressure and then there's the usual just the parents the teachers the friends who are all telling them who they should be. I mean, honestly, how should they know who they are? Like, we can't really expect them to <laughs> to come out right like that. It's just too confusing. I don't think I would. So now it's really nice for them to, I think, have the opportunity to step away from that and start to think, well, what do I want? What do I actually think about these topics? What is my opinion on whatever and how do I stand in the world? And and that is exactly what happens. They, of course, go through some rough times. They need to learn to communicate with each other and accept each other the way they are. And they go through their own difficulties. But that's, yeah, in the end, it, it does a lot. And that's it, it's beautiful to be a little part of that. It's beautiful to be able to give them that opportunity. Because honestly, they're doing it themselves. Mm. We're just providing the vessel <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean there's a bit of assurance there you know it's it's uh yeah i think they've got a pretty good teacher you know so like obviously you were you were um so you were 15 when you took off that's right yeah i was actually yeah 14 when i left gibraltar and then turned 15 right. on the canary islands yeah 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 that that's right okay so the actual sailing part i can imagine there's probably quite a lot of 15 year olds that could do it just from that perspective like getting on a boat doing ocean passages in decent trade wind conditions I imagine that's pretty possible but like the part which I think is most impressive is I think firstly like managing the solitude side of it like a teenager being alone for a long time on an ocean and you know just dealing with themselves and thinking through all the stuff they've got going on it's super impressive that you were able to do that and get through that and then learn from it and, you know, obviously become a better, more accomplished person out of it. Um, But I think what's most impressive is the responsibility side of it. Like it's not just the sailing part. It's like managing the vessel, maintaining the vessel. Um, You know, you're responsible for all your food, (laughs) you know, like something goes wrong, storm tactics, you know, you're responsible for fixing the thing. It starts breaking. Um, how, How much of, how much, of the preparation for actually doing this trip went into that side of it because you were obviously a competent sailor when you set off but yeah, dealing exactly. with boats breaking down and stuff that's completely separate yeah so that's yeah I, for me that that's exactly what it is the sailing part is a, a tiny bit i mean yeah really and, and that's what you're saying the trade winds you're basically going to 
put some sails in there and float to the other side anyway. Mm. <laughs> um, it's easy. <laughs> it, 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 it is. Um, but yeah, everything else around it, like repairing things. And, and then when you arrive somewhere, the islands and the arrivals and night arrivals and customs and immigration and food and the everything yeah. around that that's yeah i think like 90 percent of my time went into that that's that's mm-hmm. so much more complicated and i spent a lot of time before the trip researching the places where i would go and writing everything down and um but also of course during the trip because things change so if i'm in an island i would research how it'd be in the next island um, and in that time, internet wasn't as accessible as now as so it have to go somewhere. But I also I did a lot of just asking around, asking other yeah. sailors, um, getting into like SSB radio groups and um, cruising, just like, yeah, pilots and cruising books. They're so helpful. I still I still love those things. It's really mm-hmm. nice to hear other people's opinions on that. And then my dad was mostly worried about the going ashore. I mean, he said, "Yeah, you can you can sail." He was not worried about me sailing the boat, but he didn't want me to go ashore alone. He always went like, "Please anchor mm. with other boats. Please make friends with people from other boats, and then go into grocery shopping together." Um, yeah, he he was very firm on that that I wouldn't go ashore on my own. That I would always make some friends and go together which yeah. I, I did. I mean, I respect my dad and he gave me so much freedom. The couple of rules that he did put on me, I, I gladly adhere <laughs> to that to in, in, in order to have the freedom. So I, no, I, I respect him a lot. And, and, and it's, a, it's also a lot more fun to go to shore together with other people anyway. But yeah, oh, yeah. That, yeah, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Did you take any courses on like how to maintain like diesel engines or how to fix electronics <laughs> or anything like that? Or was that all um, self-taught as well? Yeah, it, it's all from my dad. So as I mentioned earlier, wow. my dad was building a boat. He started mm. building a big Norwegian fish cutter when I was six years old from scratch. Yeah. And um and he just finished it. He's actually sailing with us now with his own boat boat oh yeah i saw some videos that's a nice boat actually that's beautiful it is it's really cool i'm so proud of him that he finally managed to get out but yeah as a kid i would i would spend every day after school just stalking him on everything he was doing on the boat (laughs) so the engine we on that boat we build it in together and he'd always be explaining what everything is how everything works um and on the boat that i sailed around the world and we refitted it together he mm. my dad was very much of the opinion that if i wanted anything ever i mean not just sailing around the world but anything <laughs> i needed to show the initiative so he's happy to help and he's happy to teach me but i needed to take the initiative i needed to ask i needed to be enthusiastic about it and then he was gladly do it and i understand that I mean, honestly, even with the kids we have on the boat, some of them just don't care for the sailing. Like, they just don't care. And then I'm not going to force them to learn how to sail because if they're not interested, there's absolutely no point. Um, They may be interested in other things. Yeah. That would be interesting. Like, maybe you don't want to answer this question because it's about like the foundation that you roll. <laughs> but how many of the kids are there because they want to be there and how many kids are there because the parents want them to be there? What do you think? No, they, they, 
the kids need to want to be here. So that's actually yeah. our most important role. When we talk mm. to any of the kids that potentially want to sail with us, what we want to know is that they are driven to be here. So yeah, some of them do have like a hard time at school or a hard time at home or being bullied or whatever. That doesn't matter, but they need to come on the boat with the idea, I'm here to learn, I'm here to change, whatever. But no, we no no being pushed by parents. It doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, it absolutely wouldn't work. Yes, that's yeah, yeah that's it, really it, good. Yeah. yeah. So I mean your dad your dad's obviously like quite a bit of a hero. I mean, he's um yeah. <laughs> he's raised you to do a, a pretty impressive thing and continue to do impressive things as well. Um yeah. and you've got kids now. So like, you know, when I first had um first had my son, I reflected on like the way I was brought up and what worked really well and what did I get from my parents mm-hmm. that has made me a better person in my opinion. What about your dad? Did you decide, right, I really want to take that? I want to take the way I was treated and I want to put that into my kid and make sure that they have a great life um I think that the 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 biggest gift that he has given me is that he was he was always there for me like whatever I wanted he was there um and he didn't he didn't give it to me he just always uh he just always supported me you know he never if I had some crazy dream as a kid and I was like I'm gonna go do this crazy thing he didn't say well that's crazy you can't do that he was like, okay, how are you going to achieve this? Like, do you have a plan? Do you think about the consequences? Um, and I, I just love that. And that's what I want to do with my kids as well. I just want to support them through everything that they want to do. And yeah, no, I think I think the most important thing really is, is to give them the freedom and teach them responsibility and taking care of themselves while they're still with me while I can still take care of them while I can still catch them Um, right obviously so you you achieved a pretty immense goal from being an incredibly young age you know it's the type of goal that most people have and they're like I'm going to sail around the world by the time I'm you know probably just before I die I think that's what most people would say whereas you like did it before um whilst you were still a kid um when you completed that, did you set yourself another goal in mind? Because obviously the foundation is something you started quite later on where you wanted to pass on yeah. your knowledge and what you've learned. Did you uh, have another thing in mind after that? Not not a specific or or big goal, no. I, I definitely, I, I knew I didn't want to go back to the Netherlands. I knew I wanted mm. to continue sailing to New Zealand. So those are definitely goals. I, um, I wanted to travel a bit overland, uh, which I did. But yeah, not not a definite goal. I think that that just kind of grew as I traveled and then worked with kids and thought about my trip. And um, I mean, this the, the foundation did the idea did start to form in my head. I think when I was like nineteen, eighteen, nineteen, and I thought, man, it'd be really cool to do something like that. Yeah. Um, so from that time, I kind of started looking for for good boats or a way to do that, or thinking about how I was going to do that. So it's definitely, yeah, from the age I think it was eighteen, nineteen, that this was the <laughs> the new goal. But everything in between, yeah, it was getting towards this. Yeah, I mean, you needed a few years to like, um, you know, develop, I suppose, as well, because yeah, obviously yeah, exactly. you were still young once you finished, and yes. there's still a lot to learn. Um, even yeah. just in terms of like growing up and maturing and stuff. 
So that's yeah. that's really cool. What are your feelings towards like? Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't necessarily want to say Holland because I don't imagine it's just Holland. I imagine a lot of countries would behave in the same way, um, especially in Europe because they're all quite similar. Can you look at Holland now and be like, "Oh, it's that's an amazing country. It's a country that I love. It's where I came from." Or are you more inclined to like regard yourself as like a Kiwi because I suppose you've enjoyed yourself more being in New Zealand? Yeah, for sure. Mm. And, and and overall, I've actually lived there. I've lived in New Zealand longer than in the Netherlands now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I do regard New Zealand as home. I think mostly because that's where I've been living alone, grown up, where like where like where I've learned to drive, where I got my first like decent job, and so that's yeah, New Zealand's home for me for sure. But then my partner is Dutch, um, and his family's Dutch, so we we're back in the Netherlands quite regularly, and I have to say. And, um, in the beginning, I found that quite hard because mostly just because of all the negative memories and and things I had that I just still didn't hadn't processed. Uh, but now I have, and I can see there's a lot of beautiful things as well. Um, so, yeah, and it it is what you say. It's for me, it's it's that country because that's where it happens. And um, but but really, it was. It was the, the child care, the way the the, the yeah. court and um yeah, the way how how I think the those institutions handled things. Um that wasn't a good manner. It wasn't necessarily the Dutch people or anything like that. Yeah. Um yeah, for me that association of course is there. Um and I think to me it's it's kind of painful that I've never had a sorry or hey, congratulations, you did it anyway um it just kind of mm. it didn't it didn't end in a good way for me and that that makes it hard like it's not finished yeah in some way I suppose like they could have put a really positive ending on that you know like they um, yeah yeah, yeah they could have like they could have and they didn't and that's kind of hard but yeah of course again that's not the Dutch people it's it's those institutions that did that yeah, Holland is actually probably one of my favourite countries in Europe. I used, I used to work for um, a big Dutch company for a long time, so I used to go over there a lot. Um, so, yeah, I loved it. But, yeah, it's, I don't think it's a Dutch thing. <laughs> I just think it's like no, an institutional that, that's thing that you get like, I, I love the Dutch people are actually very open and, and yeah. they, they love to, like, come up with new things and they're close to nature. And, and those things I do see now, and I do appreciate that. <laughs> yeah and um yeah we we spent quite a bit of time there we 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 bought the boat in france and then took it to the netherlands to refit it there and mm-hmm. um in between the atlantic trips were there for maintenance on the boat so yeah i've I've definitely made peace with it <laughs> that's cool that's good <laughs> all right so not a perfect ending but like a, a happy ending in a way or yeah, a good yeah, enough sure. <laughs> yeah good enough all right okay so let's just like talk about the foundation because this is um this is just a great thing. I mean, it's it it's such an amazing opportunity for like kids to experience not not only the real world, like away from a lot of the bullshit that you get today, but like probably the best part of the real world as well. You know, it's like nature crossing oceans and learning how to like be around other kids as well who are like minded. That that's that's amazing. Also, they probably make great friends. Um, when did it? When did this start? And like, when did you probably start to put you know like the building box in place to do this? Yeah, so I 
I, I got the idea when I was like 18 or 19 when I started working for high schools in the outdoor education. I just did that every now and then. And I really loved that. It was so fun. It was so fun to see them do those kind of things. And there were quite a few times where I thought, gosh, I wish I could just like take these kids and put them on a boat and send them through a storm because then they just can't be whiny about something. They just have to do it. <laughs> um and then at some stage i went like yeah actually that's what we need to do mm. um because it's sailing is such a cool way to learn things i mean we we took them on like big hikes and camping and things like that but then if it gets really tough they're just like oh it's too tough i can't go anymore i'm calling my mom and i'm going home yeah and to me that was kind of heartbreaking because i know if they would keep going in that situation if they would pull themselves through it it would instead of a negative instead of a failure it would be a really positive experience because they would figure out that they can actually do it and 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 learn what it's like to push through that wall instead of giving up when you hit that wall and that's that's something that sailing really offers because you can't just step off the boat and walk home (laughs) you can't call your parents in the middle of the ocean (laughs) um so it's great like i don't I don't I don't have to push them. The boats pushes them, the situation pushes them. And that's really uh really nice. And 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 when you arrive to land again, it's such an euphoria, it's such a cool feeling to have crossed such a big piece of water on a relatively small boat. I mean it doesn't matter whether your boat's like twelve meters or twenty-four or sixty, it's gotta be small on the ocean. And that's it's so cool to see that that they go through these hard times and they they learn that they're capable of so much more. So yeah, that that that's the really the main reason why I wanted to do it and why I'm doing it on a sailboat. Besides the fact that I obviously love sailing and I was never gonna not live on a sailboat. <laughs> but yeah, it's just I I really do believe that a sailboat is the best way to learn a lot of these things and also teamwork. You know, if if you're not working together as a team on a boat, things are just going to go to crap. Um, and and you have to communicate. I mean, every every season again within the first month, there'll be some big issue where everyone just hates each other, and it generally comes down to bad communication. <laughs> yeah, but it is. So when that happens, we sit down as a group, we go through everything that happened, and go like, okay, so you understood that, but that person meant that, and blah, 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 blah. And and then they understand the importance of communication, which often is learned so much later in life when you're actually in a job, having to have coworkers, and then mm-hmm. things go wrong, and then some people learn it, some people don't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, on a, on a boat, you just have to. You have to communicate properly, um, especially. I mean, we're on yeah. a we're on a twenty four meter boat with twelve people. It's <laughs> there's not a lot of private space. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um yeah that's just really good so it's not it's for me it's not about the sailing i actually think 80 percent of the kids who sail with us have never been on a boat before they have never sailed before they just have no idea uh which makes it even better <laughs> and it's um and some of them love the sailing and will learn a lot about the sailing and others don't and that's okay because it's not about that. It's about the other things around it that you actually learn from the sailing and seeing the other country, yeah. seeing how other people live. Um, and also it's it's an international group 
So we take people, we take kids from all over the world. Um, and that's so much fun because then they get to learn from each other how their life at home is like. And it's mm. often so different from each other and different customs and uh, even the way school works and stuff. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's, uh, yeah, especially especially in this age, a valuable thing yeah. to learn. It's just an amazing learning experience, and you know, it's like you said, the sailing is probably the um, is probably the background of yeah. of the actual experience. You know, it's based around being on a boat, but giving them the opportunity to, I suppose, feel like a really different level of responsibility, especially when it comes to like dealing with conflict and you know mm-hmm. dealing with people who you might not necessarily yeah. get along with. But yeah, being put in a situation like that, I did like nothing of that scale but, but i did like a thing we have in the uk called the duke of edinburgh award which is it's based around camping and walking hikes that type of stuff so you know you'll go away for a week or a couple of weeks and you learn how to problem solve and you know you're given strange tasks and you have to do some pretty yeah. you know demanding physical things i mean it, it, that's pretty pretty similar yeah that's the yeah. same idea same idea that's behind it yeah yeah i mean you must love kids because like <laughs> that's intense you know <laughs> that's yeah. really intense it's really intense no I I, yeah. I I think you know it they keep us young and we learn so much from them um and, and yeah like in the beginning we said like some people think we're absolutely nuts for wanting to say we're teenagers because they think teenagers are really difficult but in reality I just really feel for them because they're going through a really hard periods and mm-hmm. the way they react is because they are unsure or because they're just you know in their mind there's so much going on and I think once you realize that and you think okay it's not me they're mad at they're just confused and we need to go and sit down and have a chat and then and then it's all fine <laughs> yeah. and I love to see how they just how they learn and how they do stuff together and um, yeah, it's nice to say. Yeah, we on the boat we kind of function as a family. I mean, we've got my partner and, and our own two kids, and so it's it's already like family anyway, and they're just added to it. So mm. they they cook and they clean, and we just do everything together. Um, and it's cool to see how they kind of grow into that and become comfortable on the boat, and they will like bake a cake and come and give you a piece, and yeah, it's it's just nice to to see that and i found overall they're not not that hard saying that though as with any child any teenager they're probably the hardest on the parents we're not their parents so they're going to be nicer to us than to their parents you're just I mean, the cool I, person who takes them traveling I suppose. Yeah, exactly so, yeah. exactly so yeah. it makes it easier right like i just have to wait until my kids are teenagers and then i'll probably think totally different about yeah it. yeah <laughs> But that that's such an amazing like learning opportunity and experience for your kids as well, because um you know I, I suppose I did, obviously there's a bit of an age gap between them, um, but if they were in a normal school environment or they were in like a normal uh, community environment, they're not going to have nowhere near like the type of immersive experience with the friends yeah. or you know kids yeah. of a slightly older age as they would. So it's it's amazing for them. It is, yeah, it is. It's very cool to see. Yeah. Did did you ever see yourself becoming like a teacher when you were growing up or at some point? Because, I mean, you've you've taken on the role of like the ultimate teenage role model, really. <laughs> I mean, that's kind uh, of what you yeah, are no, now. 
I'm not at all. I, no. Well, I, I did. So when I was a kid, it's funny. I was thinking that I maybe I'd do like flotillas or uh, be a skipper of some kind on, on boats. I did kind of think that, but I never thought I would work with kids. I always knew I wanted kids on my own. And I, I always loved kids for sure. I loved working with kids, but I never, yeah, I never really thought about it like that. It just kind of happened. I just fell into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That's so cool. And so, how how do these kids find their way onto your boat? Is there like an application process, or how does that yeah, work? It's, it's a good question. How they find me? I don't know. They're all really random ways how they find me. But basically, once they have found us, they write us an email, and we get in contact and. I will often do a Zoom call like we're doing with them and just have a chat about stuff, about what they like, what they think about the trip. Um, basically just for us to get a feeling of how they stand in it, that it's really them who want to do it. Yeah. Um, and also for them to get to know us and understand what they're getting into, that it's not a vacation. <laughs> um, and, and then based on that, we just decide if they're going to be a good fit and, and, which part they want to do, how long they want to stay. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so cool. So, so, and they would go to your website to find that yeah. information out. Yeah. Yeah. They go to the website and there's uh, our email address on there under contact and just mm. write an email and it'll generally end by me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, I'll, I'll put, I'll put a link in like the, uh, in the podcast description and all that. So if there is that any children who want to, go sailing around the world <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah. t- I'll tell them where to go um but yeah listen it's it's amazing what you're doing I think obviously you've accomplished a hell of a lot <laughs> but I, I think what you're doing now is of equal value if not more important because um, you know the, the lessons that you learned you know passing that on so hundreds of kids can learn those same lessons yeah, I know. I that's just wonderful like this is more difficult than sailing around the world on my own <laughs> yeah yeah I bet it is yeah managing a bunch of teenagers doing the same thing yeah exactly. so um well, listen, f- thanks so much for taking the time to talk to the listeners. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I, I appreciate what you're doing as well. It's great. And I hope that my kid uh, enjoys sailing so much that he sends you an email in the future. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much. Um, yeah. Nice questions. Nice chatting too.